Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. And welcome into this week's edition of Voice Coaches Radio. I am Josh Heller. He is Sam Booty. We are delighted to have you joining us as always. Big day today, Sam. Big day today. So big. I am so excited what we're we, going to do today. We not only have a guest, we have a guest in studio. Oh my Braving gosh. the elements to come and join our little circus. It's such a different affair. I feel completely out of sorts. I'm in the wrong place, but it's so much, so exciting. I'm beside well, myself. And, and you know what? It, it, the most exciting thing about it is that our listeners can hear someone other than us, which I think is, oh, uh, they're is gonna probably for the best. Oh, they're going to love that. Probably for <laughs> the best. We should probably do this more often. I agree. <laughs> I, I 100% agree. So, so, uh, so tell us uh, a little bit about our our, uh, our exciting new guests. I would love to. So our guest today is none other than Monica French. Now, Monica is a foreign language high school teacher at Colony Central High School. And not only is she a native English speaker, but she also speaks, get this, Josh, German, Spanish, and as her name would suggest, French. Fluently. That's three foreign languages fluently. Both Josh and I, I I'm going to speak for Josh here, we both hardly speak English as you... Especially in the morning. Yeah. Struggles. Most days. Struggle it is I think anyone who's listened to this podcast pretty much has a good idea. <laughs> Talking I'm sure is tough. they do, especially when I make weird sounds and things like that. So the thing I also want to say about Monica, in addition to be a foreign, being a foreign language teacher, she also does foreign language translation work. Plus, while she recently finished her voiceover training with us here at Voice Coaches, she booked her first, well, nearly her first, but we'll get into that in a minute here, her first voiceover job before she ever received her finished and mastered demo. And this job she booked was, you guessed it, in German. So, obviously, we have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot to cover with Monica, and I'm super excited to get Monica talking about it. But first, Monica, welcome to the show, and I would love to just start with how how did you book a job without having finished your demo? That's where I'd love to start. But welcome to the show, Monica. Well, thank you. It's wonderful to be here today. I've been really excited to come in and talk to everybody about languages and about this great experience I had uh, getting my first job. And I have my producer here at Voice Coaches to thank. Laura pointed me in the right direction. Laura, that's awesome. <laughs> Laura, That would be Laura Graver, one of our esteemed producers. Yes, indeed. So I am very grateful and always will be to Laura for uh, letting me know of this opportunity. A small local production company called Dirty Sweater Productions mm -hmm. was looking for a German translation and uh, German voice artist to do the recording for one of their films. Um, so they were listed on a, uh, a uh, listserv to... Um, see who they could get to come in and audition. And uh, so I emailed them and I said, look, I don't have my demo yet, but <laughs> I do have many years teaching experience and I do speak German and I think I can help you out on this project. So Monica, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you start out by doing the translation work before you did the voiceover work for this project? That's correct. That's correct. So you submitted as a translator only, is that correct? Well, I was hired to do both at the same time. I gotcha. Super cool. But mm -hmm. you introduced yourself like, hey, I do translation translation work. And oh, by the way, I, I've, done, I've made a voiceover demo, but... I'm doing voiceover work now, and that's how you got the job, right? Correct. That's awesome. So that is super cool, because that's something we try to tell people all the time. In the marketing front, as we were talking about before, it is so important. You will not believe the power in just, hey, saying, 
I do voiceover and you will never know where that leads you. It opens up so many doors. So that's super exciting, super exciting to hear. So I know we have a lot of other things we want to talk about today. I'm curious. I know you had something you were talking about the shoulds and shoulds not do, should not do of voiceover work. Uh, see, this is why I can't sorry, even speak sorry, English. Sorry, I got yeah. you. I got Thank you. you. Oh, gosh. Well, well we got to edit that one out, or we'll probably leave it in, which is usually what happens with Josh when he uh, gets to editing it's for true, me. It's true. I'll be, every time I'm like, hey, can we cut, a, cut that one out? And he's like, you, I got you, yep. buddy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nope. Uh, never happens. It's all about the real. It's all so about the real. What should one do or not do when doing foreign language work? I think first and foremost, you've got to be candid with yourself. Where do your skills lie? What's your talent? How good are you? What is your proficiency level? And in my business, we talk about proficiency in a couple of different ways. You know, there's your there's an interactive proficiency where you are talking to somebody and understanding and being able to speak back and have a conversation like we're doing right now. Hmm. There's also a presentational um, aspect to being proficient where with something like having a script in front of you that you're going to read that you can present that well that you can do the proper inflections um, and in the realm of writing that would fall as well where you're you're preparing something to speak so as far as my personal skills I'm great at French that's what I spend most of mm. my day doing fully confident my German presentational skills much better than my German interactive skills. Sure. But that's okay for this particular job. And I felt absolutely confident that I could do the job that I needed to do, do it well, do it accurately, and do a professional job um, with that. So you told me a story about audiobooks, that you've had an experience with audiobooks in the library. What happens, and sometimes when you get an audiobook in a different language, what often happens to you when you get an audiobook? It, well, not often, sometimes happens to you. With, in a foreign language. Well, I'll tell you, I've even I've borrowed English audiobooks from the library, <laughs> and there are place names. There are a few lines in French or a few mm. lines in German and that are so badly pronounced totally. that it's painful to listen to, oh, and I man. return them immediately. They clearly didn't train um, their voice coaches. They were not trained. <laughs> um, and, and neither and, were their producers. And, and, and neither and were their producers. That's part of it. Is uh, there? There's got to be some some ethics. And, and first of all, you don't put yourself out there if you can't do it or if you mm. can't be prepared to do that. It's not the same as having a conversation with somebody. But if you can't learn to pronounce the word correctly, then don't apply for that job. Mm. And producers and casting directors also need a way to check the qualifications and um, how to choose that person, how to choose the right person for the job. How would how would a producer do that? What would be a good, is that is that responsibility fall on the producer more so? Would you believe? Would you think? I would hope that there is. <laughs> One <laughs> the, would hope. First, yeah. I would hope that the that the voice actors do indeed have a quality mm. um, the presentation, quali and you shouldn't be. Don't put yourself out there if you can't do it. So if you it's don't unethical. have the skill, don't put yourself out there in a foreign language. Right. I think that's, that's super that's, important. Yeah, it's almost like an hey. ethic ethic type thing. I mean, yeah. you know, um, if you can't do it, then don't lie and say you can. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, so what I'm hearing too, and this is something we talk to our students about that we, some people come to us and they're like, oh, I really, I, I speak another foreign language. But the question in my mind, the word that is pivotal is mm -hmm. like, are you fluent? And you're saying there's even degrees of fluency. And if you're not fluent, it's really something that may not be for you because 
there's someone out there who does have that fluency. Well, let me give you some examples. Please. Like, there's a, a place in, in Paris, it's called La Défense. And when you hear a narrator saying, it's spelled just like the word, the English word defense. If you hear La Défense, <laughs> that's flat out wrong. <laughs> and I would hope that a producer could catch that. You mm. can also, as a, if you don't really speak French, you can learn to say that a little more accurately, like La Défense. It's not ideal, it's not perfect, but it's okay. And I wouldn't return that one to the library. Mm. On the other hand, if you can come up with a la défense, then you sound an awful lot more French. And you can learn some things to do that. You guys want to try a little experiment? Yes. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Letter U in French mm. has a, a very unique sound. Uh, we don't have it in English. So here's how you can do that. You're going to pretend that you have a pencil or a pen, and, and if you were to put that in your mouth and round your lips around that, so you have a like a, this little round hole. Okay, hold oh, that position. Got it, got it, yep. Oh, thank goodness then, this isn't uh, on camera. <laughs> where are the cameras? <laughs> <laughs> and people listening, this is as awkward as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're welcome. Hey, I'm having fun. <laughs> and that's what matters. I can't even talk. I'm still trying to do it. All right, so you're going to hold that small round shape in your mouth, and you're going to try to say the letter E. Mm. Perfect. Mm. 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 We don't have that sound in English, oh, but you can I'm, learn I'm, it. I'm glad we are don't we, have yeah, that sound are, in English. Are we anywhere close? Like, I'm wondering, like, am I doing this terribly? Because I, I feel like I have such a bad ear for French. I, I studied Spanish in school, so that's my, in my defense. But, um, and that's I, also the German U with an umlaut. And something uh, I did uh, when I came in to do my demo with Laura was to underline or highlight a little bit and say, this is that funky French U here. This is that German U with the umlaut, same sound. Mm. Um, but in Spanish, they don't have that sound. No, not at all. Yeah. And I'm thinking too, was it hard? If So if I don't, as far as I know, Josh can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Laura speaks German. Laura's very talented. She's a very good producer, but I don't know that she speaks German. I think she's only fluent in English as so, far as I know. So you were the expert in that scenario. So was that a challenge being the talent and having to be the ears doing a foreign language demo? How does that work? Yes. Was I had it? to. Yes, I did have to um, be more mindful of that and, and just make some mental notes, I guess, as I went through about things that I would need to change. And I had the same experience when I did the recording for Dirty Sweater Productions mm. as well. Um, I was the only one in the room who spoke German. Sure. Um, so I did have to do some self-direction with that and do some second takes. And Laura was very helpful in playing things back so I could listen again. It's sure. like, what do you think? Um, so you're going to have to do that, certainly in this area. Um, for, so for the Dirty Sweater Productions project, they did they play it back for you? Did you have a lot of opportunity there, too? Or was it just kind of like going straight through? What um, was it like? We went straight through. The pres the translation that I had prepared, uh, had the I did the English... In it was in chunks um, sure. on one side and then side on the right hand side I had the German part so it was kind of sentence by sentence so that people could follow along uh, um, and then I went straight through and when I felt I needed to make a correction I did it again there were a couple of sentences there's always something in German that makes me trip over my tongue sure. <laughs> uh, had to do a couple more takes on that but I think they got what they need they seemed very happy that's, they were wonderful to work with and, that's uh, awesome now just in, in general, how did you get into, you know, how did you, were you able to master these languages? I mean, I know a lot of, you know, I, I took Spanish in, in high school. It was awful. Um, <laughs> and, but even if it hadn't been terrible, I still would not be anywhere close to proficient in it. So, you know, was this something that you, you took to at a young age? Is this, you know, what, how were you able to, to get into that and, 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 you know, frankly, find a talent for it? 
I started studying French in middle school. My mom was a French teacher as well. She's retired from that now, but uh, she was a French teacher. So we did grow up with some understanding, mm-hmm. I guess. She didn't really speak to us in French, but we knew how important it was, and we grew up with a desire to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started taking it in school, and I, I, I did have a knack for it. Sure. Um, so I, I had the opportunity in, um, where I went to high school in uh, West Genesee out in Syracuse, New York. We were allowed to jump into some other languages, and um, they made it easy for me to advance and skip a class here and there. So I got a lot of language in high school and then continued in college. Do you have a, this is totally kind of left field, but I I wonder if it's related. Do you have a musical background too, Monica? I do not. I did sing, but um, I do have some family members who are musicians, and my daughter is actually a conservatory student. Oh wow! Majoring in viola. Yeah, I'm just wondering because, like, I wonder if you do you think there's an ear to learning other languages? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And like, that's what kind of what I what yeah. we talked about before with like musicality. Oh, no, absolutely. Yes. And and it's it's funny because I I don't know how related they are. I have a decent yeah. ear for music. I do not for languages <laughs> uh, remotely. Yeah. Um, I have a question. This is kind of a a, a random question, but something that you know when I talk to people who are Fluent in, in, in any language, but especially because you have multiple fluencies. What language do you dream in? Hmm. Does it change? Mostly I would dream in English. Mm-hmm. When I'm in France, mm-hmm. then the dreams start coming more in French. Wow. And I think I've crazy. always considered dreaming in a second language mm. to be a hallmark of proficiency. Sure. If your sure. brain is doing that without you working yep. at it, that's then you wild. know your language. That's cool. That's, that's really yeah, cool. I, I, that's, I was just curious about that. That's uh, that's something that's fascinating to me. I can't even conceive it. I can't even conceptualize it that that would, uh, that that would be the case, but that's that's awesome. Do you think adults can learn foreign language profi- learn foreign languages proficiently? Absolutely. Absolutely? Sure. That's cool. Good. There's yes. hope. There's hope I've for me. I've got a friend who travels. She's like, nope, I'm going to Portugal. I'm going to learn Portuguese. That's awesome. I'm going to France. I'm going to learn French. Uh, and, wow. Uh, she's a musician, too, so. and she works very hard at it. That's super cool. I was, I went to Spain a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I I, started, I too studied Spanish in high mm-hmm. school, and I never did very well at it. But when I was in Spain, what I did discover is that like I could actually understand a lot more than I expected the more I was there. And I was there for ten days, and then my ears started developing. And I had this little old lady at one point grab my arm, and she started just adamantly talking to me in Spanish. And I even said at one point that I didn't understand what she was saying. And she's like, no, 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 you understand everything I'm saying right now. You understand me. No, don't give me that. And I, I was like, oh, I guess I do. But it's, I think that was just by the end of my trip, my ear had really developed and evolved at that point. And like, this is something we talk about with voiceover is like, I've firm believer in developing your ear just as much as you develop your voice. So as a, a language professional, is that what you, do you encourage your students to be like surrounded by that too? Certainly, that's how you're going to cross over and get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. It's very d- difficult for to find passages that are slow enough for people to pick out the words. Like mm-hmm. The kids can understand the language if you could slow it down so they could pick out the words, and uh. that is a challenge. So that's something that I would recommend to um, voice actors who are wanting to work in foreign languages, want to dust off those high school skills and college skills. Listen, listen, listen. Mm, Listen to newscasters. You're going to hear uh, a a standard level of speech that's probably going to be a little bit slower, a little bit clearer. Love that too. Um, Study the pronunciation of a language. Um, We, in French and Spanish, we don't... um, 
We don't aspirate P's and K's, so the pop filters that are on the mic will take out some of that, but we're not even supposed to say those things in French and Spanish. Uh, but you can learn to lick your lips a little bit before you say some of those things. Yeah. Um, you can learn ways to tighten up your your um, the articulation in your mouth. Um, but German, on the other hand, does have, or does have uh, aspirated consonants. Mm. Um, so you can learn that stuff. And uh, we've got so much available on the internet now to, to listen so, in and, and do that research. When I was studying, we didn't have that. Well, mm, and, I, and I think sure. that what, what you said about, you know, for those who are interested in getting into voice acting in, in foreign language to, to listen to it, to watch it, to pay more attention to it, that's for English, too. Like, even regular voice actors should should do that on a regular basis. You'll pick up different things. You'll pick up different cadences. Um, I, I think that's, that's, that's great advice, and not just if you're, if you're interested in doing it in another language, but even if you're not. And if you want to work on your British accent, watch some British TV shows and then make a list. You know, frustrated instead of frustrated. Start a list. <laughs> oh, it's a great idea. Starting a list. I wouldn't. I didn't. Even, I was just like, yeah, let's go watch Downton Down Abbey. Downton Abbey. I, I watch it? a lot of Monty Python. So yeah, Monty like Python. A, uh, oh pretty my much gosh. How have we never talked about this? We could have hours of a podcast just on Monty Python one of these days. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go oh goodness. Well, Monica, this is awesome. Is there anything else we should know about working in a foreign language? Is there anything else you want to add to it? I'm thinking. Oh, that's fine. That's, uh, I could hear this it. This is I was the like, part you're going to edit out. Uh, yeah, we're going to keep... Yeah. Never. <laughs> jo again, Josh will be like, yep, we're going to um, edit this out, Monica, and then you're going to hear it and be like, oh, I can't believe they left that in there. <laughs> oh, yes. This is important. Please. Okay. I was hired to do a translation. They said that the thought had flitted through their minds of using Google Translate. And then it went away, which was a really smart decision. <laughs> and I'd like to share with you the process that I did for that translation before Please. going in to, to do the recording. Um, I used three different translation services, which gave me three different answers in some cases. Wow. Uh, there's a real nuance to it. Translation is a fine art, and it's a specialized field in foreign languages. Um, one of the words we needed was the subject. But is that the subject of a class you're taking at school, or is it the topic for your report, or is it the human subject of an experiment? All different mm. words. Sure. And uh, sometimes it's just flat out wrong. So we went through, I did the three different ones, and then I looked, uh, I picked and chose based on my gut and my, and my knowledge uh, to put that together. And then it went to an authentication uh, process, and I asked a native speaker to review that for me. And uh, even when we write the, the exams for uh, that have replaced the New York State Regents. We don't have that anymore. When we do the regional exams, I've worked on those committees. You have a bunch of experts with master's degrees in, who are absolutely fluent in their languages. We'll put the test together and edit and check and work, and it still goes out to a native speaker for authentication. Mm. So don't ever try to do a job where you're going to go in and you'll be expected to look at a piece of paper and all of a sudden produce that perfectly in a foreign language. That's not how translation works. Sure. Um, sure. Uh, producers hate he, that. That's great. I mean, that, Yeah, well, there's no question. Absolutely. Hire someone to do the translation. Yeah. Hire somebody to, do the, the, to be the voice actor. Hire, hire someone... Like you, <laughs> Monica <laughs> Frank. She works at. Yeah. But that's two different jobs. Sure, sure. It's two different professions. But so this, this I think takes us right back to the beginning too. And I think it's so cool that a you went through your training with us. B you made your demo, but you didn't even receive your demo. C you are, but you already were out there. You were doing another line of work, and you're like, hey, by the way, I'm a voiceover actor, and they're like. 
Yes, absolutely. So A, it kind of helped you sell yourself as a translator and B, it offered another skill. I think anyone in the voiceover field can absolutely do that. When in doubt, I know we were talking a little bit about marketing uh, offline before we started mm -hmm. this whole conversation here. It is the simplest thing you can do as a marketer, as a per professional in any field, really. We could talk, we could even broadly open this. Say, tell, just say it. Say that you do these things to people. I know that takes confidence. And I know there's that imposter syndrome that sets in. I know we all feel like frauds at one time or another in our lives, but practice saying it. I promise you, no one is going to attack you. No, I mean, I hope not. I'm <laughs> Let saying me see that. your resume. Yeah, I'm coming after show you. Show me your credentials. But in voiceover in particular, like just say that you do it just to put yourself out there. Just get comfortable saying it. And that is make, building your confidence. And that will also have things start coming to you. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's how I got my first first big job, first long reoccurring job. So I am so proud that you did that. I think it's an awesome thing that you did. Super thankful to hear that. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know it 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 goes to show that you know and we've talked about this quite a bit. The voice acting part is is important, but so is the, the I don't know gumption is the only word I'm coming yeah. up with to 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 put the to put the work in afterward. The business you, side, yeah. Of it. yeah I mean, absolutely. it's it, it's something that you you have to be. You know, you have to be assertive with, you have to be proactive with, and uh, and and that's that's how things. I mean, you know, your idea of, of telling people that's what you do. It's it's. I tell this all the time. It's a numbers game. Yes. If you're in sales. Yeah. You're in sales, and the sales is a numbers game. Yep. Tell as many people as you can. Tell everybody. Shout it from the rooftops. I don't care. And that's how it. That's how it starts. Yeah. It's a great beginning, so please keep doing that. Monica, you too keep doing that. Absolutely. That's awesome. Like, I can't wait to hear the next gig. And now also, see, now you have the added confidence that you're going to, you have this credit. You have this credit you can go back to, and now you can say it again and be like, oh, by the way, I'm a voice actor, and I just voiced this spot for this film. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm super excited for you. I can't wait to see the movie. Amazon <laughs> Prime you. is where we can find Amazon it. Amazon right? Prime, you can find so it. Procession. Cool. Well, it's called Procession. All right. Called do, you Procession. Know when do you know when it's coming out? I'm not sure when the German version is going to be out. The English version, Procession, is available on Amazon Prime right now. Oh, well, I only want to watch the German oh, version because yes. that's what you did. I'm going to learn German enough just to understand oh, that. I'm going to roll with the subtitles. Here, but, uh, but I'm going to hear I'm going to hear it and think about it. Well, Monica, this has been delightful. Thank you so much for joining us in this crazy, wacky podcast that Josh and I do. We just love, I mean, this is so exciting for me to hear that. We were such an success, a success story. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Well, good. You guys have a lot of fun here. We, we, we try. try. Yeah, we try. <laughs> awesome. Well, until next time, this is Monica French. It was a pleasure having you, Monica. Yeah, Monica. Thanks so much for, for coming in and chatting. And and don't be a stranger when you know when yeah. you when you're big and famous, we're gonna be calling. Yeah, we're gonna you, be calling you. Tell again. us about your next gig and maybe yeah. we can do this again sometime and we talk more about how your experience is unraveling. Sounds like a plan. Deal. Outstanding. I Au my, my plan yeah, my plan was to to welcome you and say goodbye to you and all four languages but that <laughs> nah, uh, not even not even you, like you said no know, know your strengths and that's uh, <laughs> that's gonna be a failure so I'm not gonna do that but again thank you so much yeah it's been a pleasure alright guys well thank you again for listening everyone and uh, we'll be back with you next week again this is your show just as much as ours just as much as Monica's absolutely so uh, if you have anything you want to discuss if you have any questions that you want to post to Monica I'm sure we could reach out to her and, and, and ask him I shouldn't presume, but uh, but Monica, if, if we could do that, reach out and, and ask if we have any questions that pop in, please let us know. We always want to hear from uh, from you listening in on uh, on different ideas, different topics, different questions. Absolutely. All right. So uh, so thank you so much again, Monica, for being with us here today. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in this week. Uh, for Sam, I'm Josh. We'll be back next week. Until then, so long, everyone. Adios. Au revoir. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. 